0: This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: What an amazing spiritual journey it's been over the previous two weeks, as Pastor Ray has so skillfully guided his listeners through all the truths and revelations found in this high-powered dynamic series entitled Time Again to Reset Your Spiritual Priorities. In week one, Pastor taught us on those spiritual priorities most intimate in their nature, personal fellowship with God, and a stronger faith walk through a stronger prayer life. In week two, he addressed the more practical of the priorities, including learning to trust God and practicing forgiveness. Now, in our final three days, get ready to be further blessed as Pastor Ray gets real with his listeners and shares with them those ideas items that are highest on his personal list of spiritual priorities. Virtues such as integrity, good character, truthfulness, and walking in love. But Pastor warns, just as setting spiritual priorities can be a blessing, likewise, failing to do so can open the door to sin and yes, even offend the Holy Spirit.
2: You know, in those beginning days, uh, you know, I would find myself trying to cover myself or trying to lessen the severity of something by enshrouding it with not total truth. And boy, every time I did that, my heart was just so convicted. Because I realized that I was mix, mixing a little truth with a little lie, trying to make the truth sound better or the lie sound less. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And and it, it just, it, it, it offended you know, it, it, it hurt me. Thank God, you know, that I, I had that sensitivity. And if you have that sensitivity, you're okay. God is working on you. But here's, here's the key if you ignore those little sensitive pricks that you get in your heart, eventually you become desensitized and it becomes fixed in your behavior and in your habit. So now you could be a Christian 20 years and still be carrying things from your former life into your new life that you never dealt with. Because the Holy Spirit convicted you and pricked you on it, but you, you, you never owned up to it. You never fixed it. You never allowed the Holy Spirit. You never came to the end of yourself saying, I can't do this anymore. I know I'm lying. They know I'm lying. You know I'm lying. Why am I doing this? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So, but what happens, and it's in every area of this unregenerate nature of ours, that if we don't deal with those little things, they become ingrained in our behavior and our habits, and we begin to take things from our former conduct and we bring them into our current new life or or this new life that we have. See, like a lot of times, like you know, uh, people have grown up with street wisdom. And I've, I've dealt with this, you know. They have street wisdom. And they, they try to use that street wisdom with me. But you see, see what they don't understand, and sometimes I let people get away with it because I'm just a merciful person because God is merciful. But what they don't understand is they're using street wisdom, but they don't understand that the man of God operates with Holy Ghost wisdom. So the street wisdom, the street wisdom, you know, is absolutely, you know, brought to light by the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. So that's why I can smell it from a mile away. And sometimes I don't deal with it. I just, Holy Spirit, you'll deal with them. Sometimes I have to deal with it. You, you all know what I'm talking about. So, so if we're not careful, we're going to take from our former conduct and bring it into our new walk with the Lord in this new life. And if we don't deal with those little pricks and promptings and those little convictions of our heart that this is, this is inconsistent for a man or a woman of God, It becomes ingrained and fixed in our character now. And then it becomes harder to root it out if you just let it go. Just like a cancer or just like anything, any sort of growth that's not normal growth in in your body or in your life. It becomes the more it hangs out there, the bigger it gets and the more difficult it becomes to root out or to, to take away. So you see, that's when, if we're in that condition, then we gotta go before the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I, I, I just wanna be totally perfected by you. I don't want any worldliness in my life. I don't, I don't want these worldly thoughts. I don't want this worldly behavior. I don't want this worldly way of responding to things because it doesn't fit in the body of Christ. It, it's, not, it's not proper conduct for a believer. Is everybody with me? It's not proper conduct for a believer. We're called to a much higher standard. We're called to integrity. We're called to holiness. We're called to honesty. We're called to a much higher call by God. And when we, when we lower ourselves, we actually lower the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Does everybody understand that? You see. So we've got to let God get hold of us if, if we're dealing with these things. Nobody's preaching this kind of stuff too much anymore because it doesn't sell tapes or CDs. I'm sorry, we're in 2014. CDs, it doesn't sell books. But this is the surgery that we need, that we need. See, this is a responsibility, this is a priority in our lives to make sure that we are living responsibly every single day of our lives. And if we do blow it, then we have to own up to it. And we have to let the music, you know, face the music, as they say. And let the chips fall where they may. But I'm not going to compromise truth and honesty and integrity in my life for anybody or anything. Does everybody understand that? Can I get a better amen than that? So, so with, re, with regard to our former conduct, he tells us that you've got to put it off, man. You've got to stop that. That's worldly. You learn that in the world. Why are you doing that in the kingdom? That's the way sinners act. Why are you, the saint of God, acting that way? That's your former conduct that has to be put off. Everybody say, put off. Put off. You've got to put it off. And sometimes you have to fight it back and beat it down because it wants to live. It wants to grab hold of you. It wants to drive you and rule you. It wants to ingrain itself in your character and in your behavior because the devil's tool is to try, try to discredit the new you that Jesus gave you the day you became born again. He's working to discredit the work of God in your life. That's why we must beat it off. And God's going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to work with you when you yield to him and you ask his help in these areas. Am I speaking to anybody here? Am I just talking to myself? All right. So he says, he says that you put off, verse 22, concerning your former conduct, the old man. He's not talking about your father-in-law there. Or your father the old man which grows corrupt according to its deceitful lust man you got to be careful man i've seen believers he say oh well you're talking to to christians Psst. Psst. i've seen some i've seen some worldly people act better than some christians man when it comes to honesty and integrity and living you know living up to to the standard that i mean they live better in the world some of them than i've seen some christians do it he says Put off that old man, that former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to its deceitful lusts and be renewed, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, you've got to get your mind renewed or replenished with fresh information. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. See, we've been created in righteousness and holiness. And let me tell you what. When when unrighteousness meets up with righteousness, let me tell you what. Righteousness can sniff it out like that. When holiness meets, meets up with unholiness, unholiness smells it just like that. Because the two are incompatible. They're opposite each other. So, so he says here, notice he says before, he says, put off the old man. And here in this verse 24, he says, put on the new man. Yes. So what we're supposed to be doing every day of our life is putting off the dictates of the old nature and putting on the new nature, which is holiness and righteousness. Which has within it integrity and honesty and truthfulness. Come on, is everybody with me? I don't know about you, but but you know, the, a true man of God is not someone who prays in, in tongues real loud or who knows all the verses of Scripture. A true man of God is not somebody who puts on a show. That's not a true man of God. A true man of God is a man who lives with integrity and honesty. And lives the Word of God, and just doesn't talk about it. And I've had people, you know, do that. You know, whenever somebody comes and tries to present themselves, well, you know, I, I'm I'm this and I'm that, and I, you know, I read and I do this and I do that. And I, you know what? You know what? When you're doing it, you don't have to tell anybody you're doing it because it shows in your life. People are going to see it. Someone that's got to brag about it or talk about it or 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 give you a give you a um, a resume about it. You know what I'm talking about? That, that just goes to show that they're not doing it. Because they have to try to prove it with their words. See, a person that lives in integrity and honesty doesn't, doesn't have to prove anything. Their life bears it out. doesn't mean we're perfect. You all understand what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean we're perfect. Because even, even, even saved people make mistakes and have challenges and are battling with certain things. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. A saved person may have some things of the old nature that still want to grab hold of them, but they are aware of them, they are convicted by them, and they fight them. Now, there are believers who have become so desensitized, it's become so much a part of their, the old man has become so, and their old conduct has become so much a part of their new life that they're no longer sensitive to it. They're no longer sensitive to the conviction, and they're not going to do anything about it. And if you try to talk to some, sometimes you try to talk to somebody, man, they, they'll they'll cheer your head off. And as a pastor, I've had to do that sometimes. I've had to sit people down, off, and say, "Man, you you're awesome, you're wonderful, you're this, but I'm I'm noticing something here that is not becoming of a believer." And I can't say that I've always been welcomed. Or my words have not always been welcomed. See? So, we're, so, so he says, says here, you know, and, and, and people say this too. Some people say, well, that's just the way I am. That's the way I was created. Forget it, man. Don't you know when you got born again, you got recreated? The Bible says you're a brand new creation. You're supposed to be living like the way God has created you, not the way you were created before you know, what's well, part of my personality? We'll change it. <laughs> you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow after Him. You got to nail that old nature to that cross. Deny yourself. Is everybody with me, man? Come on. So, so he says. Here, um, we're we're almost finished. So, I'll get you out of here in a few minutes. Everybody, all right? All right, so put off former conduct of the, uh, the old man which grows corrupt according to his deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in righteousness and holiness. Righteousness. See, that's my prayer. God, I just want to, I want to live in your righteousness and holiness. God, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. You know, you know me better than anybody. But God, my heart is to walk with you in righteousness and holiness. I don't want to lie, I don't want to cheat, I don't want to do anything, I, I don't do those. I, that, that, I, I gave up on lying a long time ago. Fabricating, I don't do that. I, I did, but I don't do that anymore, you see. But we all have little things, you know. So so my prayer is every day, God, I just want to walk in your righteousness, I just want to walk in your holiness, I just want to be your servant, I want to be used by you because there's no greater satisfaction than being in you. What I did in the past and who I was in the past was so ugly, it was so bad, it didn't get me anywhere. All of my conduct of the old, there's nothing in my conduct of the old that I can bring into the new. God, I thank you for new conduct, I thank you for new behavior, I thank you, oh God, that you're teaching me and training me and developing me developing me in the word of God and the ways of God and the behaviors of God. Come on is is anybody with me here tonight? Thank you thank you for the two and a half hand claps and amens and right so now he, he, let's just go through this real quick he says therefore now look there must have been an issue going on in the in, in he said, had to be that's why he's addressing it he say pastor why are you addressing this stuff this seems so basic it seems so simple you're exactly the person that I'm talking to <laughs> you are the one the Holy Spirit wants to get to he says here therefore putting away lying wow there must have been lying going on there's a lot of lying going on lying goes on in the body of Christ like crazy man see when you look at somebody and you say oh you're so awesome Rogerio man you're so cool I love you Rogerio you're awesome you know that Rogerio see what he did the other day you're lying man you're, you're schmoozing as they call it because maybe Ruggiero's you know, somebody in the church and you want to get... So you're schmoozing him. That's, that's lying. man. Be real. Be honest. Tell the truth. I could really get into that, but we don't have time tonight. Therefore, put away a lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. You see, you know what? Let me, let me tell you what. When you don't speak truth, when you don't speak truth, you're aligning yourself with the devil. And when a person lies... You know when a person tells a lie, even if it's a little lie, and, and somebody finds out about it? And people always do find out about it, by the way, because God always reveals it, especially to a man or a woman of God, another man or a woman of God. Do you realize that you put a break and a breach in trust? Because you can never trust that person again. How can you trust if they've not been truthful? And it, it causes, in me, it causes such an uneasy feeling because I'm like, how can I trust If they're not telling me the truth or they're fabricating or they're making up stories or they're trying to (coughs) trying to soften something without telling the truth. It's awfully quiet in here. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. If we respect and love one another, we're not going to lie to one another. And you have to understand that we are connected and we ought to respect one another because we are connected and and there's no way we can disconnect from what, even if you don't like what you're connected to. Even if you don't get along with what you're connected to, you're still connected and we still need to respect and love one another and treat each other with respect even if we don't like what we're connected to. So he says here in verse 26... Be angry and do not sin, do not let your son go down on, on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him, so we, I don't have time to get into all this tonight, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about it another time, maybe we'll pick it up again, but nor give place, there's one point I want to get to. Let him who steal, stole, steal no longer. So there must have been stealing going on in the church. People were stealing. and I, I would tell you this, you wouldn't believe this, but I've experienced this in the church. We, Years ago, when we first started, we had a bookstore, we had an honor system. And what we did is we would put the, we'd put the box out there with all the books, and we'd say, honor, pick up a book, this is what the price is. Because we didn't have anybody to man the table. So we, honor system. And this went on for months and months and months. And then one day, and it was only, only us in the church, it was all the people in the church, somebody stole the box of money. And we're running around the church looking for the box of money, and the box is gone. Now, isn't it interesting when we moved out of the building, out of Porchester, is when Porchester, we were cleaning out all the stuff, we found the box with just the checks. All the cash was gone. And that was years later. Could you imagine? Somebody went into a closet and buried it, hid it. It wasn't a it wasn't a, a station, you know, a closet where you have office supplies. It was a place where all the cleaning supplies were. The box did not belong there somebody stole the box and buried it neatly way in the back and put all this stuff in front of it when after years we could. another time we had we had uh, we had music equipment remember that Kareem? that someone had loaned us and there was only a few people with the keys and one day we went into the closet to get to set up and all the stuff was every bit of it the dust and all was taken <laughs> they didn't even leave a speck of dust behind they took everything So what do you do? So you go to the three or four people who had the keys and say, okay, so which one of you stole the equipment? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And what it caused in the church was mistrust. And everybody was looking at the people who had the keys and said, who who did it? We're playing Clue now. You know, who did it? Anybody know the game of Clue? No, you don't know. Who done it? Right. And it caused such mistrust nobody knew who to trust anymore now i had i had a good idea who stole it but i couldn't i couldn't pin them pin it on them because i didn't catch them in the act but it's interesting that that person didn't remain in the church and after a little bit of time just disappeared so this stuff has happened to the church so let me just get to this one thing i know i'm going a little longer here but i just want to give you this one thought all right um And we'll get back to it. Let him steal, steal no longer, but rather let him labor working with his hands in what is good that he may have something to give to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Now listen, now listen. This is the verse I want you to just take and we'll pick up on it next week. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. All of these things that are mentioned here in Ephesians, actually grieve the holy spirit and the word grieve this is interesting we'll stop here and then i'll i'll pick up on it but the word grieve means to make sorrowful to affect with sadness to cause grief another commentary put it this way which i thought was pretty interesting heavy blows are inflicted through inappropriate speech and conduct heavy blows against the holy spirit so, so you, you see the importance, you see how this is a priority in our lives, that we must clean up our lives. I know you're not hearing this on TBM. I'm sorry. I know some of the big preachers aren't preaching this, but this is the word of God. We've got to clean up our lives because by not doing so, we're grieving the Holy Spirit. We're, we're holding back the anointing and the flow and the power of the, you see wherever there is wherever there is there is commotion and and upset and, and you know I'm trying to think of a better word uh, uh, where there's um, uh, this calamity in every strife that's the word wherever there's strife it's probably because somebody in that group is not walking in integrity is not walking in holiness and righteousness and is bringing in a, bringing in an outside spirit which is grieving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is standing there just grieving. He's sorrowful over what's going on and he can't do the fullness of the work that he wants to do. That's why in the church, we got to get rid of the strife. We got to get rid of the lying. We got to get rid of the bitterness and the anger and, 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 and all of this kind of stuff because it grieves the Holy Spirit to the point where the anointing can't flow the way it's supposed to flow. But where you have a place where there's peace, and integrity, and honesty, where you where, uh, and love, and forgiveness, in this, in this setting you're going to see a powerful and strong anointing upon everything that you do. So where there's strife, where there's, where there's trouble, it always goes back to somebody ain't walking in integrity. Somebody's grieving the Holy Spirit. Somewhere somebody's grieving the Holy Spirit with their behavior because it's, it's hindering the flow and the anointing to get the work done, to get the job done. Somebody's doing something somewhere along the line. There's behavior that's unbecoming of a Christian. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by your poor behavior.